Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. Today, we are on episode 16 with Emil Powell. I am your host, Sean Brown, and it's my pleasure to bring you guys this conversation between me and Emil that you are not going to want to miss. Emil otherwise known as Slice of Lime Photography, we actually talk a little bit about how she got that name, is based in the Harrisburg, Virginia, nope, scratch that, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, and is known for her take on a more editorial style of senior photography. I'm sure that you guys have seen her work before. She's known for kind of going outside the box in in terms of creative styling um, and, and more. Emil was actually born in Puerto Rico and then moved to Philadelphia early in her life, where she then took a job in the social work child welfare world for 15 years before leaving her job for photography. Um, Emil loves to connect with others, and I think that, that her past business um, kind of work experience really kind of shaped how she's so great at connecting to her clients and understanding what they want. So uh, in this episode, we talk about styling, finding your target clients, and really go into Emile's story and how she got started with photography, how she connects with her clients, all of that stuff. So cannot wait to have you guys join us for episode 16 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. I am Sean Brown and I am here with Emil today who I'm super stoked to have on for this episode of Real Talk. So first off, welcome to uh, Real Talk. Hi. So awesome. So this is actually my first time getting to sit down with Emil and she is an amazing photographer, um, mainly who does seniors and I think a little bit of families too, right? I do. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so we are super stoked to have her on just because she is an individual that I think you guys can learn a lot from. So first off, Emil, give us a little bit about your background. Um, and then I think the question that everybody has is Emil runs Slice of Lime Photography. And I think we're all curious as to how kind of that name came about. I love talking about how, where Slice of Lime came from because almost every time I tell people where it came from, like this, they're like, oh my God. So a meal backwards is lime. So when I was brainstorming uh, photography names, my super witty, clever husband suggested that. And I was like, holy crap, that's perfect. So been rolling with that name ever since. So a little bit of background. Um, this is Slice of Lime just turned six, probably like two weeks ago. And I completely- Well, happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Yeah. I completely forgot about the- sixth anniversary of Slice of Lime. Um, so I've been doing this for six years, obviously, um, but only just in March did I leave my social work job of 16 years. Um, I worked with uh, youth in foster care um, as an adoption supervisor. And basically since I left college until I fell back into uh, art work and creative work, <laughs> um, I worked with youth that had been involved in the system. So I actually started out in a maximum security lockdown facility with teenagers. So I'm kind of like still working with teenagers, but in a different capacity. capacity. Yeah. 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 So I love shooting seniors. I love connecting. Um, uh, my husband called me bubbly last night and I'm like, uh, I'm not bubbly, but then I'm like, okay, in certain 
<laughs> aspects. Yes. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I can be bubbly. So I love connecting with people. Like that's honestly like my biggest thing. I can talk to anybody when I have kids and parents come in by the time we're all done. I feel like they're leaving like we're friends. So that is the biggest thing that if you follow me on social media, I'm always talking about connection and getting to know the people that are in front of my lens. And that's what I live for, like the connection. And then of course, some pretty pictures result from that. So absolutely. And then you are based out of Pennsylvania, correct? Yes, I am in Harrisburg. I grew out, grew up outside of the Philly area and then got dragged out to the Harrisburg area, kind of kicking and screaming by my husband. But now we've been here. Um, he's from the area and I've been out here now 12 years and where my studio is located is just a few blocks away from like the hub of downtown Harrisburg and all of these cool arts and all sorts of uh, renovation and rejuvenation is happening. So I love where we're at and um, absolutely love it here now. So hopefully nobody in Harrisburg sees that I said originally, I really didn't want to come out here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. How big is Harrisburg? Is it fairly large or I'm, I only know like Philadelphia and that's about it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're the capital, but it's a pretty small city. I mean, we are, there's Pittsburgh and then there's Philadelphia, and we're like in the middle of both of those. Um, not in the middle, but we're close to Penn State, so everybody oh, knows. Okay, Penn yeah. State. An hour and a half from Penn State, a lot of kids from here go to Penn State, um, so we're like in. We're in the middle, so you've got like Steelers fans, Eagles fans. We're an hour and a half from Baltimore. Nittany Lions fans, and yeah, so we've got like yeah, all of that, all sorts of rivalries going on here. <laughs> Probably a fun area to be, I guess, come uh, football season for sure. Absolutely. And hockey is pretty, yeah. With the Flyers fans and the Penguins fans, that's like oil and oil and water. Meanwhile, we don't even know what hockey is here in the <laughs> Northwest. It's like, that's, that's a Canadian thing. That's the other the, the Vancouver, BC thing. Nice. Yeah. So give us a little bit of insight. So you said that you were kind of um, in social work for a majority of kind of probably your working career. And then move to seniors and then families. How did you get started with photography? Kind of how did you fall into it? So my husband, we were just cracking jokes about this a few weeks ago, got me this like brick HP. I'm sure you can remember that super cheesy, like little HP brick that like had this loading dock. And he got me that, oh my gosh, we've been together a really, really long time at this point. So almost Oh God, I'm aging myself. Almost 20 years ago, he got me that camera. And then from there, like I just started shooting. I was that annoying friend that always had the camera and people were like, ah, I don't want pictures. And then they would all be like messaging me. Hey, can you send me the pictures? Yeah. Um, so from there, um, my husband worked at a tech company and he got me my first uh, DSLR. And, from, and that was like a small Olympus. And then from there, I started shooting some friends and family. And then he kept gifting me bigger and better cameras. Um, so then I'm like, okay. It was like that typical like, oh, you take nice, nice pictures. Can you take a picture of my family? And it kind of started like that. Um, but then, so I did mostly families. And then I was working with a teenage girl on, on my caseload um, that was a senior. And I was like, hey, do you want to do pictures? And she was my actual first senior. Um, and then from there, I really did love working with teenage girls, regardless of whether they were at risk in, in a facility or in foster care. I just always connected with teenage girls, which people sometimes find that crazy that I love working with teenage girls, but I've always enjoyed that. Um, so from there, 
Um, the following summer, I met with a friend who just had killer style and said, hey, like, I'm thinking of this. Do you want to join me on this? And then here I am a few years later still doing that. And that friend is now off, you know, shooting her own specialties and killing it in the wedding industry but it started out with her and I and now here I still am shooting seniors yeah that's awesome and so Vicki Black um is actually the one who asked for you to be on this episode of Real Talk and she's like I want to hear Emil talk about styling so give us a little bit of insight because you're a killer at styling for your seniors so I know that you mentioned you had met up with somebody who had kind of an awesome style and that sort of thing but how did you yourself kind of revamp or kind of put your own twist on senior style and, and wardrobe and whatnot so what's crazy is after like she started to shoot on her own i was like oh my god i tried to like hook up with um two of my seniors who had just been so awesome and they were both in fashion school and i brought them on for a little bit um while they were home to do styling for me and then after they left i'm like wait a minute i don't need to work with anybody to do the styling for me i can do this so um, from there, I mean, I just have always loved style. And for me, again, going back to that connection, I think sometimes, and I'm sure you can agree, sometimes when you talk about fashion or style, it tends to like have this cloud of like, eh, that's so superficial, who cares what you're wearing or whatever. But it is also so empowering to like have a kid like realize I don't need to be like on the cover of whatever to still look killer and have killer style. So just going back to that connection thing, it just was a way for me to really connect with my seniors. And so for me, the style aspect is just one more tool that I use to connect with them. So, I mean, it, it's so funny because people always get so intimidated um, by styling and, oh my God, I can't do that. But really, anybody can freaking do yeah. that. Like, as long as you're passionate about it um, and just have a understanding of like colors and textures and things like that and if you don't you can totally learn um i just really love putting things together that you may not think may go together or um just the more i do it just playing around with patterns and textures and just all over the place but i just love styling so from like the very beginning i was like there is no kid that is ever, ever going to stand in front of my camera without having a style consult first. So I do a style consult with every senior, whether it's a boy or a girl, um, before their session. And again, it just is that tool and an avenue to really get to connect with them. Um, and I just feel like locally, there's so many senior photographers around here and I am friends with so many of them and we all have such different styles. Um, and at this point, like when my kids walk through the door, they kind of already know, oh, Emil knows about urban or Emil knows about free people or, and then I know that some of my other senior photographer friends, they've got the lock on like the Kate Spade kids or the, you know, the Lily Pulitzer kids. So it's just like, everybody's got their little niche. And again, I just feel like style and fashion is just such a cool thing to connect with the kids. And it keeps me feeling young. Seriously. <laughs> They always they don't realize how old I am until they ask, and I'm like, yeah, that's how old I am. They're like, oh my god, but you like dress so young, and I'm like, well, dude. you're like, thank you, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, so I just love it, and you can tell from like how hyped up I get talking about it. It's just to me, it's so fun to 
just pull together, yes, styled shoots and all that, but just when a kid walks in with a suitcase of stuff and like, okay, what are we gonna do? Gets to go to town and like put stuff together, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So how important do you think that styling is to your brand? I know you mentioned this, like photographers have kind of a certain look that they go through. How did you kind of settle on, this is the style that I wanna photograph? For me, I just feel like I've always loved that more boho-y, urban, edgy type thing. And that doesn't mean that kids who don't shop there or who may not dress like that don't still come to me. Um, But I feel like when I've started like talking to my kids or my street team kids, like generally they're all shopping at those places or those brands that I seem to kind of like identify more with. Um, I didn't like any my emo like, okay, so I don't really want to shoot vineyard vines or don't really want to, sh- it just, it was stuff that I liked. Like I actually shop at those places too. So um, I just love places that have that youthful vibe, but are still attainable for our kids. Like, yes, not everybody can afford to buy a $300 free people dress for their photo shoot, but some of them can. So see, showing kids that you can still attain that look and style without always breaking the bank, I think is awesome as well. Oh, I absolutely. Question, Cause I feel like I like ping pong. No, I love it. <laughs> and then um, I think that something that is so important too, that you touched on is that you said that you're friends with other photographers in, in your area. Absolutely. So how did you kind of form those connections? Cause I know a lot of photographers they're hesitant. They're like, oh no, that's like my competition. I can never talk to them at all. Meanwhile, (laughs) you and I seem to have kind of connections with photographers in our area. So how did you kind of go about developing those? That's so, that is so hard to like, I've just always presented myself as an approachable person. Like, yes, I'm not going to sit down and be like, okay, so here's my pricing structure. This is what I do. But like two days ago, ago, I met with Tina J, who is local, and I have oh, yeah. no problems shouting her out. Um, we sat, we met for lunch, and we meet for lunch pretty regularly. And it's so funny because when I tell my girls that I'm friends with her, like what? I'm like, we're totally different. Like she shoots these types of like looks and things, and we just have very different clients. But I've just never, I've really honestly feel so grateful because I've never dealt with like that cattiness that you hear people talk about. I've just I'm friends with so many photographers and I just, I feel so cheesy always saying your tribe, your uh, vibe attracts your tribe, but I've got a like framed print over here that I'm pointing to that you can't see that says that. Cause honestly, that's just like how I live out my life pretty much. Like I just have befriended a lot of photographers. I've had people reach out to me say, Hey, like, would you be willing to talk to me? Now, that's not to say that I have said yes to everybody because sometimes time just doesn't allow that. But I just really do feel that when you just connect with people, it just ups the ante for the local market anyway. Like we're all on, uh, you know, we're all shooting very differently and in our own style. So if I talk to Tina, that doesn't mean tomorrow she's suddenly going to be a meal and slice of lime because she's not me, you know, and and same, you know, vice versa. Um, So I just feel like community is super important. Um, And it just, that doesn't mean like get caught up in the comparison game that we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, it just makes life so much better when you're all just getting along and not dealing with the bull crap. Yeah. And and I think that, that, I think that kind of goes off. It's like, 
you'd rather one of the the people that I follow, he always says like, I'd rather build the biggest building in town by building the biggest building in town rather than tearing all the other buildings down. And so I think that that kind of goes along with it. It's like, even if you're talking to photographers in your area, it's like, it's not like they're trying to say copy your prices or completely be you because in the end it's your brand. It's you are your brand. And so it's like, I think that's something that you really have dialed in. Um, And I kind of want to also touch on that is kind of, how did you find your brand presence? Cause you have an, a killer brand presence in terms of how you, how you're connecting with people on social media, um, your Instagram story, Snapchat, that sort of thing. Okay. I sit. you know, what's funny. I like, I like see your stories and I'm like, Oh my God, he's so clean and polished. And I'm like, so hardly, all hardly. <laughs> and I'm like, so all, I feel like I'm so all over the place, but like, eh, like the other day, um, I was kind of toying back and forth. Somebody had asked me like, what do you think of like the cool like style lies? Oh my god, I'm like getting tongue tied. <laughs> um, like the Instagram story, like templates and stuff. Oh I'm yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Like, but then like the more I was like looking at them, I'm like, okay, I could use a touch of like a little more polish. Um, but for me, like I just feel like my candidness is part of my brand. Um, and I don't know. Like that's such a huge question. I'm like, oh my god. Ugh. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel, I always say like, if it doesn't line up with my core values of like connecting and growing and, um, really celebrating people's differences, then I don't do it. So I don't know if I can say like, that's kind of how I build my brand. No, I think it is because I think that a lot of people, I I think kind of that, that takeaway right there is honing in on what you want your brand to be and figuring out if that content matches it. So you said like connecting. So it's like, is this content going to allow people to engage with me? So, so I think that's huge is identifying what you want your brand to be and then almost like reverse engineering your content around that. Yeah. And the other thing too, that I tell that I, people have asked me too, is I just, ugh. Cause we all get so caught up in like, Oh, well, so-and-so is doing this. So I kind of have to do that to like line up with them. But in like a 15 mile radius of here, there's like 15 schools. We, there's no one person that is going to shoot every senior in this area or connect with every senior in this area. So I feel like being different is something that you should really hone in on because, and, and not in a, in like a markety sense. Um, and I always give this example because recently, again, I was talking to somebody and I'm like, by the end of that, I'm like, okay, this sounds too salesy and it does not sound like me, but I have to see it through to the end. But I find too, like on social media, you're going to get lost in a sea of people if you're sounding like an ad all the time. Yeah. So you have to infuse yourself into that. Um, but I find too, when people are starting out and they're not a hundred percent sure who they are or who they're trying to connect with that makes it really hard to figure out where to drive your brand because you don't know if you're talking to this kid or that kid or that kid or the, it just, you have to really solidify who you are and be comfortable in who you are. And even if you're not confident, fake the crap. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta fake it until you make it right. Exactly. People are going to pick up on that. So I don't know, like social media is great. And that's honestly how I get all my bookings, like just through social media presence and word of mouth. Um, but it's like, you do have to be confident in who you are, 
what you're okay with, what you're not. And of course, at the beginning, you're going to kind of bump around a little bit so you figure out what that is. I mean, there's some things that I shot that I'm like, yeah, hell no, am I going to do that again? Delete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like you do have to experiment to kind of figure out what works for you and find your voice as an artist, but also as the entrepreneur and the business person. You know? Yeah, and I think, I think kind of touching on that, it's like, you have to believe in yourself before anybody else is going to believe in you because it's like, if you aren't confident and you don't believe in what you're doing, like yep. nobody else is. Yep. Yep. And I mean, like, we're not talking about pricing and all that stuff necessarily, but that's like one of the things like, well, I think it's just the general business sense. Exactly. Exactly. Like or an artistic sense too. Yes. Yeah. So I don't like, I finally feel like probably like two years ago, I started to really hit that stride of getting those uh, those like target clients. Um, so I know people sometimes get intimidated when we're watching like education things and people are like, so who's your target client? And they're like, Oh my God, I don't know. But you really should write that out and really kind of hone in on that. Because if I'm trying to target a specific like market and I am so off base then I'm not going to be getting those clients, you know? So, um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to sometimes book people that don't meet that like, Oh, they're not my ideal client. If they're paying and they don't scoff at my prices, then they're my ideal client. <laughs> and kind of going off that, you said that about two years ago is kind of when you first started really getting your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Was there like a turning point or was something that you did that you're like, okay, this is, this is good. This is kind of leading to the type of business that I'm looking to generate. I don't, I have sat and asked myself that same thing. I'm like, what the heck changed? that year that like I just started getting more of that ideal client and I honestly think it was the kids that I was booking like there's so many kids that are now going into like their junior year of college and stuff like that that some of my current kids can be like tied back to so when you kind of see the connections of how one kid like three years ago is still in some way getting me bookings now um it's just crazy yeah. just how that ripple happens but I honestly think if you're giving people a genuine experience and I know some of that stuff sounds so cliche because how do you explain how you do that? I couldn't tell you. I just, who you're seeing here, like this is who my clients get when they yeah. walk through the door, you know? So I just, I don't, I know sometimes because there's so many um, things that we can buy to help us market better or whatever, people kind of get caught up in how that's being presented or, um, and it's not like obviously a diss to those tools, but you can't use that tool to its like full capacity. If you have no idea who you are, or who you're trying to talk. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like just those two years ago, I just started really getting more of those kids that just like knew what I was about what slice was about and listen my website just got redone so i know it wasn't my website because that was a hot mess until like two months ago um so all those things yes are important but i feel like because we have so many different social media channels that we're all like expected to communicate through people forget that what's happening when you're off of those devices mm -hmm. is more important than whether you boost an ad or yeah how much you post on instagram so i mean honestly the time I spent connecting in the community and just going to kids plays and popping in at like local hangouts and stuff like that. Like as 
corny as it sounds, I can't tell you how many times I'll be at Giant, which is one of our local food stores. They'll be like, um, are you Slice of Life? I'm like, yes, yes, I am. I Slice. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's just like when you're putting yourself in real life out in the community and connecting with the kids for real, that's going to, I mean, yes, they may follow you on social media, but then when they bump into you in person, they're like, oh, wow, she really is like she is online. Yeah. My recent one is like, I've been getting there like, oh, wow, I didn't realize you were as young as you are. I was like, cool, I need to put my face on there because I'm like some 40-year-old dude in, like, in these kids' mind. I was like, oh, God. Hey, hey, be careful. Be careful there with the 40-year-olds. For, for, and I'm just saying, <laughs> older than older than I am. But. I'm just joking. I'm not even 40 yet. but You look awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so going back to kind of when you started your business, if uh-huh. you could give yourself like one piece of advice for focus on this or do this, what would it be? Oh God, this is supposed to be short, Sean. Like, what the? Oh my God, I don't know. We're going deep here today. Yeah. Hmm. Damn, that's a huge question. What would I tell myself? I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like I, ugh, this is hard. That's a, is this that question? It can be. <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. Was it like marketing? Was it, um, I don't, I don't even know how to price yourself accordingly. Literally like any piece of advice. Um, I would, I would say don't be afraid to do things outside of your comfort zone. Again, a little cliche, but, um, for example, this empty desk back here, (laughs) that's my studio mate. And he shoots weddings. Um, I second shoot pretty much every wedding with him for the most part, but I cannot tell you how much that has then improved my photography um, with my seniors. Like I dabbled a little more with off camera lighting this year because of shooting with him. Um, So find people, I would say early on, find people um, that you can connect with that have different skills than you to just kind of help propel you a little faster. Um, there's all, there's so many kick-ass workshops and things like that that we can go to, but I find like, you know, even on the Senior Style Guide Facebook group, like where people are like, oh, I don't have that money. You don't need thousands of dollars to educate yourself. Find people locally that you can befriend that have skills that'll help you. Um, now that's from like the creative side, from the business side, um, um, I still feel like I'm all over the place and people are like, no, no, you guys go. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Um, but get your crap together on the business side in, in terms of like client management and stuff. I think like I'm in like year three of using a client management system, even though I don't use it to the max. Cause you know, all those systems, I use HoneyBook, but there's so many like 17 hats, Irisworks, all that stuff. Those systems are so huge that they can help us out so much. So I wish I had gotten something like that much earlier um, because I feel that just made life a hell of a lot easier with contracts and invoicing and just tracking things. um, Even I need to start using a CRM better. And it's like, yeah. 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 So that I feel those organizational things like will just help you. I don't know. I feel like that's so important to implement earlier on versus I got to get posting on Instagram all the time. Well, I think it keeps your sanity too. And yeah. it's like the minute you lose your sanity, it's like, 
it's all yeah. downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing is don't get so hung up on social media that you aren't, that you're not like creating for yourself. So even like when I started specializing in seniors, those were three senior kids that who, who I got connected with through people. So those first few shoots were just portfolio building. I like, I look back at those and I'm like, oof, that was rough. But those kids like got me to where, where I'm you are. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, some of those kids are now seniors in college. And when there was one in particular, that was my very first senior that I shot, you know, after the kiddo that was on my caseload. And we hung out at least two or three times a summer shooting because she still wants to come and hang out with me and shoot. So again, going back to those, you know, connections and building those connections, because then those kids are still talking about you um, yeah. years later. So. Oh, absolutely. I hope that answered the question. It definitely did. Like, bing, bing, bing. No, I think there were like four or five good, like key points that people will hopefully be able to kind of implement into their own business. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, give the people a little bit of um, insight into where they can find you on social media, websites, that sort of thing. So on Instagram, I am Slice of Lime Photo. Um, and my website is sliceoflimephoto.com, which I just redid and looks awesome. So you should I'm going to have to go check it out. I am now I want to. I'm going to be like, all right, what's Emil up to? Yes, I um and that's I mean I post on Facebook, but I'm really lame at posting on there. But on Facebook, I'm slice of line photography also. Um, but other than that, I my Twitter is pretty much dead all the time. So don't don't go follow me there. <laughs> and we'll we'll be sure to link it up to in okay, the description great. box below. Awesome. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you a second to think about it. This is the tough, tricky question oh. that sometimes trips people up, but. You get to ask the audience and people who are watching one question. Literally can be any single question in the world. It could be like, what is your favorite movie or something like that. But um, I'll give you a minute to think about that. But in the meantime, um, we're going to be launching these Real Talk episodes throughout the year. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button below to keep up to date on those. Or make sure to follow on the Senior Style Guy blog where we're also going to be releasing those in the blog post. But um, we'll wrap up with Emil's last question. So one question to ask the audience today. So I have gotten bit by the travel bug a little later in my life. Even though I was born on a tropical island of Puerto Rico, I haven't traveled ton until now. So photography has let me travel a lot more. So I'm trying, I want to add some more like must visit places in the U.S. So hit me wherever this is gonna go, give me suggestions on places that I have to see um, sometime in my lifetime. Well, so you know, I, I'm gonna say the Pacific Northwest, but that's- That's on my I, list, dude. That's so on my list. Because I'm biased. It's in the top 10. It's in the top 10. <laughs> Should be like top two, so. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's my question. I Where love it, awesome. So in the comments below, where is one place that you would want to visit in the US? But thank you so much, Emil. It was awesome getting to chat with you and I'm sure people will absolutely love watching this episode, hearing a little bit about how Slice of Lime got its name and all of that stuff. So thanks to you and Vicky for having me on. I'm so honored We're to be here. We're super stoked to have you on. So Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys on the next epi episode of Real Talk. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. 
In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.